was the last podcast before Christmas, and all through the ether, not a creature was stirring, not even a beaver? Reaper? Reaper! <gasps> Raw, that works! <laughs> yes, I like that. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Merry almost Christmas, Rob. Merry almost Christmas. When you said you were opening the podcast in a different way, I was like, what is happening? Is she about to break up with me? I don't understand. <laughs> Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satu. And this is Rob. Hello. Hi. And we're still together. Was it cute? It was cute. It, I, I'm glad you put Reaper. That's so good. Well, it's very you. thematically appropriate for the evening. You have a like a Reaper zipper pull hanging off of your microphone stand. I'm wearing a Reaper raglan. You know what? All the signs were there, and I just didn't see them. Yeah, like it's so weird. Staring you in the face, <laughs> literally. There's the a giant Reaper face on my right chest. There. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, what's on your docket for this week? Much to discuss. Much to discuss. So much to, to talk about. Then go for it. <laughs> All right, well, um, what have you been up to? Anything good? Uh, or bad? What, what have you been doing? It's been a week w- since we talked. too much, honestly. But, you know, I got um, a Christmas present from Keith, an early Christmas present that Stephen brought back because they were both up in San Francisco together. Yes. And it's so cute. He got me um a personalized well a per it's been a, a candle, a spell candle that's been personally magicized by a group of witches. The magic equivalent of blessed blessed, yes, all that. And now I have to perform the spell, the ritual. Enchanted. Oh my god, thank you. Words. Words, Rob. You you need to be my words. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So that was really cute. And they say you're not supposed to buy yourself a tarot card deck. Mm. But I was not expecting to get one from Keith, and it's the cutest deck ever. Is it by like the way, baby Pokemon or something? No, it's but it's very almost um free love looking, like almost sixties kind of art. That's fun. Yeah, drawings, like um subtle, like those types of colors too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's pretty. Nice. So I'm very excited to start some divination. Nice. <laughs> well, I look forward to you reading my uh my cards. Yes. I'm just gonna have you pick a card and I'll read what it says off the internet. There you go. The end. Hey, that's more than I was gonna do. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and how about you? What's up? Well, um, it's been an eventful little bit. My car was in the shop. Yay. Now it's back. Even better. Yeah, last week I was driving my mom's Volvo instead of mm. my cute yeah. little Acura. I remember. So back in my car, so that's nice. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I'm trying to think what's like really happened. Um, On Sunday, I did almost all of my Christmas shopping in one day. Like, I'm surprised I didn't get, like, a fraud notification from the bank because I went a little ham. Oh. But, uh... But you, you must have got me something real good. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I feel very good about what I got you. Really? Yes. <gasps> so do I, but it's dainty. Well, yours isn't here yet, so... Yeah. Yours isn't here yet either. Yeah, so there there it is. Like, yeah. uh, But already, like, two packages have been stolen of mine oof, from downstairs. So I'm kind of scared about what's going to happen with this one now. So Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed. I'll, also, I'm hoping your other ones show up. That's what I'm hoping, too. But it's so weird because on 
one of the Amazon things, it says delivered, right? Mm -hmm. And then it says in the note, it says was received by the front desk clerk slash door person. And I was like, there is no front desk. There is no door person here. Yeah. So where the fuck is my package? That's weird. Does your building have like cameras that you're able to access? I'm going to have to ask because apparently this is a problem in this building every Christmas. I've never had to deal with it, but the other thing is Amazon usually like says something's there and it could take up to 36 hours later before Mm. it actually, but some of these things are like from last Thursday and they're supposed to have arrived. So that's why I only have stuff shipped to the office because I just, I can't, I don't trust anybody to don't not take it off my West Hollywood is full of crooks, thieves and assholes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And most of them are up in the air because it's a gay city, and yeah. we love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> took me a minute, but I was like, "What?" Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, so I did all like almost all my Christmas shopping um, on Sunday, uh, and Todd and I finished the the holiday season of Nailed It. I did too. Nailed it. So good. Oh, my my eyes cried out. Oh. When that cookie that was supposed to look like a girl <laughs> fell over and they didn't show what it looked like until like judging and every time they showed it there was that scream. <laughs> oh I, yeah. I laughed. Like the scary doll. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I laughed so hard that like I started crying and then I kept laughing to the point where I stopped laughing and it just kind of became sobs. <laughs> like I was just crying at that point. Like it was that funny that it, there was no more laughter. It was just tears. I laughed so hard at this part where <laughs> one of it was supposed to look like I think it was supposed to look like a turkey for Hanukkah. Oh yeah. And the piece they cut off for the judges to eat looked like a fried potato. <laughs> and Nicole Byer was like what is this? <laughs> and then she like bit into it and she was laughing it so hard. She's like, what is this? Oh, yeah. The one guy who made the cookie that was like flaky and wet yet dry. Like where, like anytime Nicole eats something and she literally can't figure out what it is because <laughs> the texture laughing. is so foreign that like, it's like my favorite thing. Like when someone invents a whole new type of pastry. Uh-huh. And, and you know, if she really hates it, do you know what the word she uses is? Hmm. This is wild. <laughs> she wild. always uses wild. <laughs> yeah, like wild is her word for like unexpected and impossible to describe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just wild. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that descriptor for food. Uh, this yeah. food is wild. It's really wild. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah, she's um, an American treasure. She is. She's so good. <laughs> like I cannot think of a better person for that show. And I would have never watched that show. If it wasn't for you, because first of all, I don't really watch cooking shows, but second of all, a Netflix cooking show that looks kind of shitty, I would have never given it a chance. It's but so funny. It's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and I still haven't seen season two. Yeah, you need to watch season two. Yeah. Season two, that's the episode with the Hosel, uh, Joelito, where she mispronounces <laughs> oh, <yeah>. his name. <laughs> Actually, it's Jolito. <laughs> I've been saying your name wrong this whole time. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh, I love her. Um, so, uh, the company Christmas party was this weekend. Oh that my happened. gosh, I'm so sorry I couldn't make it. You were missed. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, like it was fun. It was a good time. Todd and I have full memories of the whole thing. 
So was Todd drunk the entire time? Because I was watching his Insta stories like, what is happening? Oh, I didn't even watch his Instagram stories. Todd was drunk. <laughs> I could tell. But not as drunk as some people. Uh, we won't name names. <laughs> not on the podcast. I'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, and, um, but yeah, uh, good times were had, but like reasonable good times. Was it at the company? No, it was at the reserve downtown. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, like part of it was inside a giant like vault. Oh, that's cool. Like, there was a big safe door, and there were safety security boxes uh, all over the walls. Mm, cool. Stuff. Yeah, it was, like, in a in an old vault. Yeah. What if somebody shut you in? Then we were all going to die in there. Oh, no. Set it off. Yeah, so you're just lucky that we're here. I like that. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Welcome. Um, And then, lastly, and this is actually probably, like, I think one of my favorite things that happened in the last week, Todd and I saw... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I was supposed to and it didn't happen. With Bud. Oh. I think with Bud. I'm starting to second. I think it was with Bud. (laughs) We'll just say that. Yes. With Bud. Yes. (laughs) Oh. It was great. Like really good. All right. It has a super super cool animation style. It's like a completely different. They developed. I think they patented uh, three new types of animation for it. it. Well, it looks like three animation styles I've already seen, and they just mushed it all together. I could see that. I mean, but like officially, I think that the, um, at least the the lady at the ArcLight started it by saying like, "Oh yeah, they they patented three new types of animation to make this thing work." And I read an interview saying like, "Oh yeah, like with the filmmakers, were like we basically made five movies and kind of like mushed it together, mashed everything into one." But it's really it's great. The layer system. It's it's very funny. Um, and, um, yeah, they, it's got great voice acting and it, like really good cast. The action is super fast and really cool. Like it's, it's really pretty great. And, nice. it does, and it does a good job of explaining a lot of the alternate versions of Spider-Man, um, given that Todd and I don't know them. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them. I used to collect Spider-Man comics back when I was a kid, but my favorite, I think I talked about this, my favorite character was hobgoblin which mm, yeah yeah have we ever seen him in a movie no no i don't know why but whatever and it's a personal slight against you i know that's what i'm thinking yeah and so yeah it, i don't know where they all come from but i know i've seen them all and i thought they were all just jokes until this <laughs> well and like because yeah i like i've always i've seen people you know cosplay and buy hoodies of spider gwen mm-hmm. but i have no idea how that fits into anything um and then like you know i actually have a first episode or first issue of uh spider-man 2099 that i've never oh yeah yeah i do i have a few of those Uh uh-huh and like you know but like i I never heard of spider-man noir and um like a handful of the the ones that actually make an appearance in this this uh the movie is spider-man 2099 in it I'm not going to say yay or nay. You just have to see this movie. So, yes. Oh, that's exciting. Also, uh, stay through to after the credits. Gotcha. Like, there's something like, like, the credits are actually really great, but there's something after. Gotcha. Like, at the very end? end, The very end. Okay. So, the lights are already on, but it's still going. uh, They probably have the lights halfway on, and they'll go all fully on when the scene's done. All right. You heard it all. Stay till the very end end. Yep. But, yeah. So, um, last week, you know, lots been happening with, you know, Christmas around the corner. But, um, seriously, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was, like, so good. That's so good. Yeah, it was really fun. Well, I watched something that I wanted it to be much better than it was, but it wasn't that great. Oh, no. But I still enjoy the show. So, it was still good. 
but I watched um, with Stephen the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Solstice special, oh, Winter Solstice. It was a little lackluster, only because when you have a Christmas special or a Yule special or a Winter Solstice special, whatever you want to call it, yes, you want a montage of them decorating the place or decorating something because you need a montage. Why are you looking at me like that? I, it's fine. I don't. I didn't know where you were going with this. And when you said that, I was like, "That is not a rule." I would have thought of. So I'm it's just. It's a I'm, rule. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. It is a rule because it kind of makes it a more lighthearted episode, and it adds some like familiar yet so you fun want, like you want a late aspect night, to it. You want a late night margarita, lime in the coconut kind of number. I did kind of. I think that's what you wanted. Yeah. But, it, yeah, okay, well, yeah, I would like that. I'll keep bringing that up because you always send me that gif of Nicole Kidman <laughs> super pissed off in that movie whenever I ignore what you. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you always send me that whenever I don't respond quickly. I love that gif. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was fine, but eh, nothing to write home about. But on a happier note, Sabrina was just um, resurrected for seasons three and four. Not resurrected, insurrected. What what do you say when it hasn't even happened yet? It's been signed. Okay. Or renewed. That's better. Yeah. I'll take it. There's the promise of seasons three and four. Because yes. yeah, season two is happening in what, April? Yeah. I think it's Is it even that late? Yeah, I think it's like season one point two, but yeah, it is Was it season two? It I is season it two. Early next year, and then yeah, and then they're doing back to back like seasons three and four. Yeah. That was in my news, I just crossed it off. Yay, news on the go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And um, have you watched any other Christmas specials or any ooh, sort of other stuff? I was going to ask about our lists, our like, Christmas movie lists that we like. Oh. But before we go there, yeah, yes. I made um dinner the other night for Stephen and I. which I, I actually, saw your Instagram story on that. Yeah. I really didn't make it this time, though, because Trader Joe's, I was going to do like salmon and rice pilaf and something simple and fun. Mm-hmm. But Trader Joe's has this, like, huge salmon that's already, it's frozen, but it's, like, seasoned already and everything. You just bake it for, like, 30 minutes and it's ready to go. You should have just taken all the credit for that, saying you did it from scratch. I know, but then if he would have seen it, I would have been like, ew, ew. <laughs> the jig is up. But, um, yeah, it was really good, really salty, though, so scrape some of that off of it. But it was good. But we also watched Mary Martin, Peter Pan. I, I saw that on your story. Yeah, it was so cute. And so Stephen had no idea what it was, but I watched almost the whole thing. I got to like right at the very end and I was like, I need to see something in color. So I watched Schitt's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did Movie watch- list. Yeah. Oh, so how? Yeah. What, what, what are your favorite Christmas things? Well. Wait, do you have anything you like to watch every year? I wasn't pre- pre- really prepared for this. Well, we have a common denominator. We do. Mixed Nuts. We do have Mixed Nuts. Uh, yeah, Mixed Nuts is definitely <laughs> one of my traditions. Um, I love that movie so much. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation yes. is a very big one. Um, yes. I'm a big fan of The Ref. Okay. Um, And um, I guess, you know, of the movies that take place at Christmas that, but aren't Christmas movies... I love Gremlins. I oh, love yes, uh, Go. Mm, uh-huh. Um, 
But like, you know, uh, that New Year's though. No, it is Christmas. It's Christmas. That's right. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Die Hard's my favorite Christmas movie. It's like, it takes place at Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but that's okay. It barely touches upon Christmas, no. Die Hard. Yeah. I mean, it takes place at Christmas time and that's okay. Uh, yeah. But it's like, I don't really consider Gremlins to be a Christmas movie. Like, it takes place at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas uh, movie. It's more Christmassy than Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Mixed Nuts, though, is at least a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think what else, uh, Christmas movie-wise, I really like. Um, mm, One of my favorites is... Drawing a blank. Um, the Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, I've actually never seen that. <gasps> Rob! I know. Rob! Every, every person I say that to is always like, what? You are going to borrow it, but it's DVD. But uh, that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's actually we might even have it. I think Todd might own it. Girl, you better find out. Text him right now and tell him to find because that <laughs> is one of my top, probably twenty favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it seems like most people love that movie. Just love that movie, period. And it holds up to today. Yeah, like it's twenty five years old, but it's still one of the best action movies slash one of the funniest action movies I've ever seen. Well, like the cast and and director is great. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, directed by Rennie Harlan. Yes, you know more like, than I do. Well, I mean, it was direct- he directed Deep Blue Sea. Like, so really, you know, respect. Smart shit. I fucking love that movie. That movie's such a terrible mess, and I love it. This movie is not a terrible mess. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Batman Returns. Oh, that is funny, because, uh, oh, one of, sorry, one of mine, actually, I really like Love Actually. Oh, I love Love Actually. And every year, this is the time when everyone brings up this article that was written for Jezebel five years ago about how problematic and shitty that movie is. And everyone suddenly takes this opportunity to just rag on a movie. And like love actually was genetically engineered in a lab to be well loved by people. It's actually really quite fun and it's funny. And I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. And the best part about it is because it's juggling like 12 different storylines. If you hate one, it won't be there for very long. Yes, skip it. Yeah, like it'll you'll get to another cast of characters very soon. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I so I actually did a Facebook post today about uh, people who uh, bitch about that movie, and it's just like, first off, it's a fucking movie. Yeah. Second, it's not trying to be Citizen Kane. It's a fucking holiday movie that was like, yeah, just designed to be likable. Yes. You know, yeah. like I. Uh, I've like so little patience. Those people who are like, you know, um, actually, it is uh this, you know, about that movie. It's just like you are very closely analyzing a movie that is not really needing to be analyzed. <laughs> it's British, yeah. Just say that it's British. It's British. Um, um, no, sorry, I like Love Actually a lot. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, I do too. And um, oh, um, Rent. Okay. Even though some people love it, some people hate it. You don't like musicals. I, I don't love musicals, and I really don't like that musical. Mm-hmm. The music in it just doesn't do it for me. Gotcha. That's fine. It, I don't like the, what was it? Um, what is, it's a rock opera. Not into that genre, necessarily. All right. Like, if we're doing musicals, I'm a West Side Story guy. And see, that's my least favorite musical of all yeah. time, it's which like, is crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Um which I'm sure I'll get a lot of slack for that, but no. that's okay. Also, I feel like I was actually uh, age inappropriate for rent. I was a little too young. Like, I feel like I just missed it. Like, my sister and I yeah. both were kind of like, she had a lot of friends who loved rent. Yeah. And I was just not, like, all my friends were still hung up on Phantom. I didn't quite get rent when I first heard it. It took me a while to get into it, but I mean, I 
I fell in love with it in like 1996, and it came out in 94, I think. Well, so I'm willing to recognize what a hugely important piece it was when it came out. Like mm-hmm. it struck at the perfect time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, unfortunately, at that time, I was like what 12 or 13 years old, and it just wasn't quite. And it w- didn't really speak to anything I identified as. It just it it wasn't it wasn't a, anything that spoke to me. Also, it's a genre I didn't really celebrate very much. Yeah, The Family Stone. I've seen pieces of that movie i think enough to where i've seen the whole thing now but like i'm not it's even sure I've seen really it cute oh i didn't write another one down the holiday i love the holiday i've never seen that you need to see the holiday i don't really feel that compelled to watch christmas movies that much no but these are good like anytime movies okay well not family stone because it's kind of, well family stone is about this well at least I, that i've actually seen oh I you've think. seen it well okay because so that one has that's the one with the, the gay deaf brother yeah. Okay, yes. Oh, I love that. Um, but the... F- okay, so the holiday basically is so a Kate, house swap. Yeah, Kate Winslet and Jack Black and Cameron Diaz. God, you're good. Who else? Who else is in it? Probably someone else? handsome. I don't know who the other guy is. Maybe a Dumble Daddy? Oh, is it Jude Law? Yeah, it is. Wow. All right, then. Yeah. Um... It's really good. You have to see it. You'll like it too because it's a cute romance. Um, and one other one I'll just mention. Well, there was Muppet, more on that list. Well, Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Because it's the Muppets and we love them. Um, and then Les Mis. I love. It's not Christmas at all. I love the music of Les Mis. Now that is a musical. Actually, I love the book really? of that. I like. I really like the music of Les Mis. Nice. I've never seen the movie. Um, oh, watch the movie. You'll hate it. But like, probably. Yeah, I, I never saw the movie because I just didn't want to hear. I think I just wanted to avoid Russell Crowe singing. Oh, he's not good. Um, but like, I don't know. Just and all the the scuttlebutt around that movie. Just it feels very overwrought. Yeah. But I love the music. Like just all on its own. Like because I played a lot of it in various orchestras I was in, mm. and I was like, this is really good. And I had no idea what it was at the time. I was just playing it. It has a lot of beautiful, like, songs on their own. Yeah. On their own. Wow. On my own. So, I don't know why I consider it Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. I just like to watch it during Christmas. And I think probably because the first time I saw it was in theaters on Christmas Day with Travis Mm. and Crystal and my dad. Yeah. So, that might be the reason why I like to watch it around this time. But I love that movie. And that's about it. I think everything else is Muppet Family Christmas, which is nobody's seen because you can't even find it anymore. <laughs> uh, Garfield Christmas cartoon where he goes back to his like the farmhouse. I loved the Garfield cartoon. Me too. Like with uh, Lorenzo music as the voice of Garfield was so perfect. So good. Like, I, I loved Garfield and Friends. You could do the new Garfield. Oh, if only they have Bill Murray now. You're better. Oh, you. You flatterer. You could do it. Uh, yeah, so... What are you playing? Well, um... Let me see here. Unless you were... No, no, okay. no. I was... I, yes. Um. Yeah, on the playing situation, it's been a little weird, a little, like, the week. Um. I've been doing a lot more Smash Brothers Ultimate. Okay. Unlocked many more characters. I finally got Richter Belmont. Ooh. So I finally have a Belmont. I have three Links now between Young Link, Toon Link, and Link Link. Do they all do the same thing? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a weird thing for me. I was like, I was hoping they'd be a little bit more different. Um, but yeah, like you I, would think it would just be like a skin change, right? Rather yeah. than a, a whole other completely character. new character. Yeah, weird. But 
yeah, unlocked a bunch more characters in Smash. Still having a blast with that. Um, I've also been playing Dead Cells on the Switch, which I was playing Dead Cells on the PS4 before, and so I started over on the Switch. Um, and I didn't want to do that because I was actually making really good progress on the PS4, and I was having a good time with it. But the biggest problem is, I think when I play on the PS4, I don't want to play Dead Cells. I want to play a like a bigger game. I want to play like a big you know, Spider-Man or God of War. I want to play like a PS4 game, not an indie. Yeah. Um, and so Dead Cells actually seems tailor-made for the Switch. So it's actually a really great game to have on that system. Unfortunately, it has weird frame rate issues, which I didn't know until I bought it and started playing it. So that bums me out. I know they're talking about patching it to fix it a little bit, but it's a bummer because it just feels like it is a game that is meant to be played on this platform, yet the platform is kind of struggling. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a bummer. But it's been a very Switch-intensive week between Smash and Dead Cells. And also, speaking of Switches, Todd got an early Christmas gift from my mom and my stepdad. Uh, They bought him his own Switch. Very cool. So we are now a two-Switch household, so we don't ever have to uh, compete. And, you know, you can't... They say you shouldn't have just one switch in the house because it gets lonely yeah and so you have to have two to yeah. it needs companion totally yeah um and so yeah so now todd's really excited about his switch and the big reason why i got it early is because uh when we go to see his family in missouri now he has a switch for the plane and for the trip so it'll be really great super cool yeah um and then um nothing else i'm playing but i guess it's more about like other news that i mentioned in this section slash um an idea for the future Yes. But first, what are you playing? Then oh, we, me? Then we can talk about my weird goals for myself. I'm uh, still playing Overwatch Winter Wonderland. How's that going? It's all right. They have really cute skins this year, which we discussed last um, episode. Did you ever unlock casual Hanzo, since that was like the winter Hanzo look? No, I haven't. Mm. And the thing is, I barely have 3,000 coins, and mm. I don't know if I want to spend it on the Sugar Plum Mercy which I'm starting to feel she's a little generic looking. She is a little EverQuesty. Yeah, I'm. Everybody has a different answer. <laughs> everybody yeah. says something different, but yes, she is. <laughs> and um, so I don't know. I got. I already spent a grand on my Santa Torbjorn because okay. that is just epic. I actually got that one in a loot box. I think last year. Just stop it, Rob. Just sorry. Stop I'm sorry. it. Um. Well, that's cool. I did not. I still want the um, Jack Frost Sombra, because she looks cute. I, I want to get that Krampus Junkrat. That's really expensive. I know. That's like the one I want the most. He looks good. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Um, okay, so playing that. Oh, and they finally got the Blizzard World edition back up. Oh, yeah, because there was an issue where people were getting trapped in the spawn room, right? There's a or problem, yeah. yeah. So they took it down. It's back up. You could play it. It's gorgeous and sometimes you'll be playing a game going why the fuck are people just standing there it's because they're standing there looking at all the decorations yeah so very exciting um i'm also nothing new i went back to the witcher 3 you what and i'm still playing it i um have now gone to the next level of cray cray and oh no have gone back to how many tattoos do you have i know right I went back to an old save, and now I'm collecting trophies that I couldn't get because I already passed the, the point of no return, as it were. And right now, I'm an idiot. I'm trying to beat the game on something death mode. It's like 
the the like hardest mode or something. Some, yeah, it's some crazy hard mode. It's the hardest mode in the game. So I can um, capture two trophies with one stone. And well, you may have to do that from the beginning, right? I mean, is that thing where you change the difficulty midway through? It's okay. No, you can. I'm pretty sure you can. It's. You know what? Here's the thing, though. My character is not ready to battle, <laughs> so I am to the last character. Um, the um, er- Eridwin, who is the king of the wild hunt, uh-huh. <laughs> girl, four hits and I'm dead, and he takes like three hundred thousand and seventeen <laughs> hits. It's real crazy. So I might have to actually. Go back and build up this Grind old character a little bit. I'm so sad. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I get for trying to do that. But it's hard. It's a hard work being a witcher. Yeah. So doing that. Oh, and on that note, I made a really cute little fast video, uh, music video that I edited just for fun, set to Dolly Parton's remix of Jolene, and it's basically like. A love triangle triangle story between Geralt, Triss, and Yennefer. And what I wanted to convey, which I don't know if it gets across, is I wanted Yennefer to be jealous of Triss and Geralt's love. Triss is the Jolene, mm-hmm. and she's like always on the sideline. That's I, what I took away from it. Oh, you did. Yes. And, but at the end, the reveal is after um, he's having sex with Triss, but. It's actually Yennefer who um, gets her man in the end. And that's kind of like how it was supposed to convey. So super cute. Yeah. It was fun. I just did it really fast. It wasn't anything I spent too much time on. But it was fun. And I loved it. Yeah. So And I, and I keep watching it. Because <laughs> there are YouTube videos. I'm like, I could have done that. <laughs> and now I did. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, on, anything else? On the additional stuff, like, um, so... I think this year, I mean, hopefully I'll finish another game between now and the end of the year. But at this point, I finished 30 games this year, down from my 40 from last year. Congratulations. Thank you. And, like, my goal this year was to focus on quality over quantity. And I don't really, I mean, obviously quantity went down. Um, but I don't know if quality necessarily went up oh. um, of what I played. Uh, maybe. I think so. But I'm not sure. And so what I'm actually trying to think, because what the goal I set for myself earlier this year also was to go back and play more classic games that I'd never played before. Okay. I failed to do that, like, completely. I got so distracted by new stuff. And so, I mean, I guess I played the original Katamari on PS2, so that's something. That was 14 years old. <laughs> and Dark Souls. I did play the original Dark Souls, so I guess maybe it is remastered, but mm-hmm. that's not... I, I will take that. Thank you. Yes. Um... So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for next year. And I think next year I might actually institute a rule of one new to one old. Okay. So, like, you know, I finally will play through Chrono Trigger. And then I will play something new. And then I will play A Link to the Past. And then something new. Like, because there's a handful of old games that, like, I'm upset at myself that I haven't played them. And, like, obviously I think just the fact that I have my Switch with me at all times means I'll probably always be playing Smash or I'll always be playing something else. But, like, when I'm at home... I need to be firing up, like, my SNES Classic and playing a fucking Link to the Past because, like, I've never finished it. Like, there are just some essentials (laughs) that are frustrating to me that I haven't done them yet. And so... Yeah. Uh, Link to the Past is great. And I've never never played Ocarina of Time all the way through. Like, there's a lot of, like, classic Zelda. That'd be an eyesore to me at this point. Oh, it's going to look like hot ass. It's going to look terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Um, Like... Terrible. And so, kicking that idea around as an option and then... um. 
also, um, something, another thing I'm considering doing, um, and this is so not me because, you know, I love owning things. I love this sense of ownership. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm considering signing up for Xbox Game Pass. Which, are you familiar with that, what that is? Yes. It's kind of fascinating. It's 10 bucks a month, and it gives you access to, like, over 100 games that you can download and play. And as long as you are a member, you can do so. Um, so think of it like PlayStation Plus, yeah. except with a significantly larger group Library. of games. Um, and so, because, you know, Xbox Live Gold gives you two free games, or four free games a month. Just like how PlayStation Plus gives you two free games a month. Like, so you, that happens anyway with their online service. But yeah, Xbox Game Pass is an extra 10 bucks a month, and it gives you access to, like, a ton of shit. Um, and a lot of it is, like, now Microsoft's putting all their first-party titles day and date. Like, day one available on Game Pass. So, like, instead of, like, say, you know, and, like, looking at it this way, like, Forza Horizon. Those are games. Like, those racing games. Yeah. I love them. I have a great time playing them. I play them for probably about two or three weeks and then you get over it then i never play them again because i move on to like a more story driven game i usually pay 60 bucks for that game i could pay 10 bucks play it for a month and then be done like i would be anyway like it just makes sense and yeah i don't own a copy of it anymore and like when i stop paying for it that license turns into a pumpkin but if i'm not playing it i'm not playing it you know and so, like, I was looking at it, like, uh, so there was two indie games that came out recently that I really want to play. One of them is called Ashen, which is, like, a more dreamlike version of Dark Souls. Okay. And uh, the new game from Cappy Games called Below, which... Oh, yes, I know that one. Yeah, it's, like, uh -huh. super, like... I think you talked about yeah, it. Yeah, wide shots, tiny character. Yeah. Because it finally got a release date. So I went to go look to buy it last week, and I noticed that Below is $25, which is fine. I will pay $25 for that game. Like, no big deal. Uh-huh. But it's also available day one on Game Pass. For 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And I was like, will I be playing this game for two and a half months? Plus, it's digital only. I literally cannot buy a physical copy of this game. Because that's usually what I – like, I want a physical copy so I can loan it to someone. Or so it'll look good on a shelf. And, like, I want to have this piece of this game for myself. A digital copy is a digital copy. Whether or not I have a real license for it or a temporary license, it's still just air. It's ones and zeros. Well, do you know what, want to know what I think, hmm. Rob? Hmm. I think this is the first step on the road to recovery. It's getting there. What? Yeah. And it's like I did some math because like below is twenty five bucks. Ashen is forty. So and Ashen also available right now on Game Pass. So I was like, cool. So for sixty five bucks, I could get two digital games, yes. or I could get Game Pass for six and a half months. Will I be playing these games exclusively for six months? No. No. So it just makes sense. Also, Crackdown 3 comes out in February, day one on Game Pass. Instead of a $60 purchase there, I could just be playing it on Game Pass. And think of all the money you'll save in the long run. Seriously, it's 120 bucks a year. That's the price of two retail games. And if I play just whatever Forza they release, because they release a Forza every year, mm. and Crackdown next year... That's a year of Game Pass covered right there. Never mind all the other stuff I get to play. Yeah. So I think I might actually like bite the bullet and do it. And right now I'm not signing up for it because I don't want to play those right now because I'm busy with Smash Brothers and Dead Cells. So I'm saving even more money by not doing it. But um, down the I line, love how you're having this whole conversation with yourself right now. It was an important conversation <laughs> for me to have because this is not my normal 
paradigm with how I, I consume games. No. I We all know that. <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought that was neat. It's just a, a little interesting lesson in bargains, which I never really thought about until now. Well, um, bargains, but it's also, we live in LA in apartments. Yeah. And space is a commodity, mm-hmm. which we cannot just give away. Space is at a premium. Yes, it is. Um, and then also, so. Xbox backward compatibility news. The first game of The Darkness is backward compatible, which is pretty great. As well as uh, two games that are not quite as great. Uh, XCOM Declassified and Duke Nukem Forever. Ooh. But they are backward compatible now on Xbox One the for those Xbox 360 titles. Very cool. Anyway, so that is that, and that is all I'm playing and care to talk about about that matter. Nice. Is it time, well, is it time to learn? Guess what? It's time to learn something. Is it something Christmas themed? Uh, well. Holiday themed? Uh, Winter? Uh, is it a word? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's cool. a word. All right, then let's go. Let's get into it. The word of the week <laughs> is. <laughs> I love your love. <laughs> <laughs> is. Beanfest. Beanfest? Yeah. Like B-E-A-N? Yeah. Fest. Yeah. Like a festival of beans. It's one word. Beanfest. Yes. It's a noun. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's uh, some sort of celebration of beans. No. Okay, I was way wrong then. But, you know, I thought you would have known this word because you know some weird words. Beanfest is not what I would have known. Okay, so. Watch. Is it pronounced like beyond fast or some shit no okay just making sure no it's very low-key okay well tell me what, what bean is bean fest, fest is an annual dinner or party given by an employer for their employees i did not know that so i went to the company bean fest yes you did on saturday yes you did wow i've been i i will change that like i will remember that for next year and um, I'll, I'll read its origins. I got this from um, just Wikipedia. So it says, It is derived from the Twelfth Night Feast, at which the king cake or pie with a special object or favor buried in it was a great feature. This remains a common custom of much of Europe and former European colonies um, and in New Orleans. Elsewhere, the favor took various forms, blah, blah, blah. You elect the bean king for the rest of the night, who was the person who had... The slice of cake containing the bean. Oh. Uh-huh. And um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a topsy-turvy a little bit. Kind of fun. Just, uh, yeah, a feast bean of fools. Bean fest. That's fun. I yeah. like it. Yeah. So it has um, English um, origins. So there you go. Nice. Cute. Bean fest. Bean fest. Yeah. Crazy. It's a dinner for... Peons. Yes. Saying, you worked your ass off all year for me. Here's some food, bitch. (laughs) Here's some food, bitch. Um, Don't choke on it. (laughs) It goes down your tube. Uh, Yeah. So, is it time for the final frontier approximately uh yes it is time for the von frontier the frontier is barren as hell right now oh, so is the jam yeah i mean like it's the winter 
thing and like it's Christmas. So I think a lot of stuff has already been announced and not available yet. So uh, nothing to see in the vinyl scene. However, however, uh, there is a thing that's worth talking about because it's just super neat. And I thought about it for about a second before I did not buy this. So <gasps> Rob, I know Rob. it's like I'm a different person today than normal. It's I'm like I'm not buying stuff and just generally, you know, yeah. Anyway, so are you familiar in Dark Souls with the idea of um, an enemy called a mimic? I know what a mimic is, but no. Okay, so like, I, I, it might be like in other RPG elements as well, but like a mimic is like a chest that's not really a chest. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, a it, false. It's like a trap. Yeah, but in Dark Souls, yeah, like there are there are, there are trap chests, which like some of them will have like a poison cloud that comes out of them. But this is a monster. Yeah, this is a straight up kind monster. of like that game we play in space with. The things that turn into shit. Yes, like prey. Prey. <laughs> um, except it's a little different, but yeah, like wow. so pretty much like if you go to a chest and it's a mimic, um, it'll try to eat you because it is a creature with very long arms and legs and its head is the chest. Okay, yeah. And so there's a company, first four figures. There are other games that have something similar too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure it's scarier in Dark Souls. So, oh yeah. So <laughs> first four figures made a mimic figurine. Oh my god, no. It's, I was thinking of something small with tentacles. It's super but grotesque. But that thing is... Yeah. That's it from the side. Oh my god. It kind of looks like that creature, that fiend creature from the Ritual movie. I haven't seen the Ritual yet. But yeah, look, Girl! There's the close-up of I thought we the mouth and arms. Got you to watch that. Not yet. Uh, yeah, like, you need to see it stat. I know. Um, so there's a really great close-up. Oh yeah, look at its mouth. It's And like all around the chest are a bunch of like fingers. Coming out of it, like those guys that are all a bunch of little fingers. It's like that um, beast book from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's it's horrifying, and I love it. Yeah, I hate it. Um, so this statue is two feet tall. That's huge. And it's five hundred and fifty dollars. And you would be nuts to buy that. And I did not buy it. You would have been nuts too. But oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> Anywho, I just had to throw it out there because it's super neat. It like, is cool, but it's highly impractical. If if that thing was twelve inches, I might consider it. Twenty four? No, I don't need a fucking two foot statue. Unless I had like a pebble bubble water feature, yeah, or like a table built onto it or something. Like it'd have to be like a piece of furniture at that point because it's giant. Yeah, but oh, so cool. Anyway, that's all. That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, that's kind of the Vinyl Frontier. It's not. It's a very ill focused Vinyl Frontier this week. I feel ill focused as a person right now. Yeah. Would you like to lie down and tell me all your stories? A little bit. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, um, oh, I, because we're in the Vinyl Frontier, what is your go-to Christmas album every year that you just have to listen to? Hmm. I, to be honest, don't really How have one. How dare you, Rob? I, um... I've gotten a little scroogey in my later years in that um, I actually don't really care for Christmas music very much. Um, Todd <laughs> loves it. I don't. Um, I love giving gifts and I, and I like receiving them. But um, Christmas, to be honest, stresses me out a lot every year. Like I actually don't. I'm not my best self uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas um, just because I'm very stressed out about trying to find that perfect gift and trying to like – I agonize over, am I doing the right thing for someone? And so Christmas music, if anything, is, I think, just sort of poking the bear a little yeah. bit for me. And, like, Todd loves it, but I, I have a hard time with it sometimes. So I 
I, I did don't too. really have a Christmas. Thing. I hear you though. Um, I stopped buying gifts for friends. Yeah. It's, for, I've, I've will... This is the first year and probably like four years where I started buying gifts for people like friends again. And and I whittled down. Even that was rare. The list significantly. Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, I find it more important just to spend time with your friends than it is for you to give them a gift because the gift is you spending time together because it's very rare. Especially nowadays, as we get older and we get grumpier and we just want to stay home and <laughs> watch Netflix. Yeah. Um. So, but I do have some favorites, personally. Yeah. And one of my go-to favorites used to be RuPaul's Ho Ho Ho, <laughs> which is a very fantastic and epic album. Go ahead. No, Siri, shut up. Jeez, she wanted to play it for us. And, um, the, uh, but now it's Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. I think it's all, I'll Be Home for Christmas, maybe. And Travis and Crystal got me that as a gift like five years ago. And I've listened <laughs> to it every Christmas ever since. Um, nice. So, yeah. Well, it's like Todd just got like a new sort of collection of like, yeah, a lot of these sort of like classic mm-hmm. Christmas things like Bing Crosby and John I don't Mathis. like the classic ones as much as I like the artist's own renditions or something different, like yeah. something new that an artist I like has made up. Like all of the Dolly Parton ones and Kenny Roger ones, most of the songs you've never heard of. There's like Hard Candy Christmas. Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, some other ones. That's from Best of the Whorehouse in Texas, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Christmas songs that aren't like considered classic, but they've become classic, mm. I guess, over the years. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I guess like if you really look at the Christmas albums I've listened to the most, it's probably the Tales from the Crypt Christmas album. Oh. And like the yeah. South Park Mr. Hankey's classics, like they're not normal Christmas uh, stuff. Alvin the Chipmunks Christmas. That's kind of classic. Yeah, though. that one, that one's definitely gone into classic territory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't, I mean, like, you know, All I Want for Christmas is You is just one of those songs that unfortunately there's no escape. Um, <laughs> and like, you know, I used to think back to like back in the day, like, you know, my mom loved like Mannheim Steamroller. Oh, you know, I, you know I still love Mannheim oh, yeah. Steamroller. And, like, it's so good with it since the sights are. Well, I can't not hear the Electric Street, the Electric Main Street Parade, you know, right. I hear anything of them. Um, and uh like, so also, good. my mom had, like, a Johnny Mathis Christmas record that, like, was so poorly taken care of that when you listen to it, it sounded like it was recorded by a forest fire. It's so <laughs> full of pops and snaps. Like, it is the loudest, most shitty taken care of record ever. Um, but there's something kind of comforting about that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, like, there are those things that, like, I have pleasant memories, but I would never go out of my way to go listen to them. And so it's just a thing where, like, I typically, you know, I often see getting through Christmas, the Christmas season, as more of a survival thing than yeah. it is like, I'm going to get into Christmas. You know, movies are a little bit different. I can handle those. Also, I could watch Mixed Nuts year-round. Oh, me too. But I wouldn't because it's for Christmas. It's what I watch when I wrap presents. Oh. Yeah, I clear off this table right behind you, and I put Mixed Nuts on, and I go to town. When you wrap a fruitcake? A fruitcake. Remarkably like the one I gave you last year. <laughs> help, help, help me, please. I'm stuck in an elevator. Can't you see? I need help. <laughs> oh, God. Blanche Munchneck is my spirit animal. She's I love her so, so much. Good. Oh. Yeah. And I love Chris. 
Oh, this breaks my heart. And I think that was I think that was Lee Schreiber's first movie. Probably. Like, and I love. And he plays a trans woman. I love Chris. Yeah, me too. Arnold She's... Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. hang some tinsel. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> and the person Arnold. on the piano Arnold. hitting the. While they're all chanting Arnold Dad, at him. Dad, you know I hate it when you call me that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That movie. Seriously, if you guys have not seen Mixed Nuts, you should see it. It is a hot fucking mess, and it is a delightful one. It's really good. It's so great. But it knows it's campy. It's like oh. all the old SNL stars. Seriously, it's got a crazy cast. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by Nora Ephron. Yeah. It even has, um... Oh. Uh, who plays the, um... Uh, the landlord? Nope. Stanley Cooch. Stanley Tannenbaum. Tannenbaum. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah it's played by Gary Shandling. Oh, I miss him. What well, has John Stewart, Parker Posey? No, I'm thinking of the pet doctor. <laughs> what is it oh. called? Oh, the veterinarian, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. I love Rob Reiner. Yeah. So, okay, that's all. <laughs> um, wasn't he married to Penny Marshall? Was he? I thought so. I love oh, Penny. Oh yeah, and Penny Marshall she passed died away. Today. That was going to be one of my, one of my, news things. Sorry, but yeah, it's very sad. She passed away, but I think she was married to Rob Reiner in the eighties. I or definitely 70s. feel like they were in the same. They were mentioned in the same breath a lot. Yeah, I have a feeling they were married, but I don't know. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Mixed Nuts is great though, and you should go look into it. It's, I guess, based on a French play. Good luck finding it. Seriously, I, it's, I don't think it's super easy to find. No. But it's super good. Yeah. Oh, when I when that came out on DVD, I was like, day one, like, we're getting it. Gotta get that movie. It's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, I'm glad you stopped because you just got stuck in a freeway that has clear roads for miles and so miles. I'm, so I'm not stuck is what I'm hearing. There's no jam. Oh. Yeah, I didn't read. I'm still re- trying to finish that Witcher book. Tower that, of Swallows? Yeah, the sixth book. I'm at the last, like, less than 100 pages. But finally... Um, but it's Christmas. Shit, you're busy. I know, but we finally get to learn about Yennefer. Oh. And her backstory a little bit. And how she was born ugly and a hunchback and beaten by her father. And Is it because she was an ugly hunch- hunchback that she was beaten? Yes. Wow. And that she was take. I ha, I know it hasn't gone to this part in the book yet, but I know part of the story. And she's taken in by a sorceress, and she already had magic within her. And then all sorceresses are born deformed, and they use glamoury, which is the power of beauty, oh. to make them look beautiful. So in the first book, um, the last wish. The last chapter is called The Last Wish, and I've talked about it before, but it's where we first meet Yennefer. Yeah. And Geralt hates her at first. He, like, can't stand her because he has this, like, inner monologue or dialogue with himself saying, I can't stand sorceresses. They're all hunchback and hideous, but they're just, like, disguising themselves as beautiful, and Mm. it's just all a fake and a farce and this, that, and the other. But then the genie brings them together, and they actually do fall in love love over the course of the spell. So it's really interesting. So yeah, nice. Yeah, but um, that's where I'm at in the Tower of Swallows. So what's next for you after you finish Tower of Swallows? Are you going back into graphic jams or graphic novels, or are you going to continue just books seven and eight of the Wisher? Well, I asked. 
for um, the Lumberjanes, the first oh, compendium for Christmas. So fresh off means, of uh, She-Ra. Yeah, fresh off She-Ra. You need uh, more. Noelle Stevenson created it. And um, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, sorry, I keep burping. And I just to, burped like, too. I'm trying to burp at you. <laughs> burp into the mic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, sorry. Is it time for some news? Or is that why? Yes, it is. Um, Catwoman. So, um, uh, first little bit of news I had was that um, Fortnite is just on the bad end of a couple of lawsuits right now. Oh, I don't know if you heard about it, but um, uh, it would seem that um, Alfonso Rivera, aka Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and Backpack Kid. Who you know invented the flossing dance, the oh yeah 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 flossy yeah. dance. Uh-huh. Um, they are both currently sue or in the process of suing Fortnite for monetizing their dances. Like you can buy those dance emotes, but it costs real money, and they're obviously not receiving any money from this. And so they are suing them, saying like, "Oh, they stole my dance moves, and they're charging people for them, and not getting, I'm not getting paid for them." Can dance moves? I didn't know be they copyrighted? could be copyrighted. Well, I don't know. And I, I the thing is, I do it think is art. In order, so art doesn't really have. Well, I think in order to do that, they would actually have to copyright them instead yeah. of just being like, "Well, I made that." Long after the fact. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they have a, a leg to stand on on this. Yeah. Also, this is something that like, wait, the Carlton dance is in it. Yeah, which but, the, that that Tom Jones did that dance, didn't he? Like, that's not really his. Well, it's his dance. Tom Jones song, but didn't the showrunner of Fresh Prince of Bel Air create the? Well, and maybe maybe Alfonso came up with the dance, but even then, maybe. I I sort of get the idea that like, if you are at, like, if you're on the set of a like. I, the way I imagined it was was like even if this the it wasn't in the tel- in the script for Urkel I know it's a different show yeah uh, even if it wasn't in the script for Urkel to say did I do that but let's say Jaleel White was like doing his thing playing Urkel and he dropped something and then in character said ooh did I do that and mm-hmm. like the audience goes fucking wild C- great Urkel has a catchphrase it may not have been scripted I don't know if Jaleel White has a claim, claim to that to... because wouldn't that just be the property of the show at that point. Yeah, and so I would think that's what so. I'm kind of thinking. Like, if the Carlton dance was made for the Fresh Prince, whether or not he came up with it and contributed to that character or no, should he own that? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say I don't know either. This, that, or the other thing, but it just does seem weird that the two that like an actor. I mean, do all of these video games who have little dance moves in there have to pay a royalty for using them? Right. Because every dance has been done. Well, and I worked on a game years ago that had uh, modern-inspired dance moves as their emotes. And this was, like, six years ago. Like, included in there was Gangnam Style and the Elaine dance move from Seinfeld. Oh, my God. I love that. Like, there were all these moves that were very clearly reminiscent of something. And, like, and they all had fun names. Like, the Elaine, I don't remember what it was called, but let's just say, like, definitely... But it was the Elaine. It was connected to the Elaine. It almost yeah. would have been like a dance about nothing. You know, yeah. like you make like a reference to it in some way. And like uh, what, like uh, in Destiny 2. Like an homage. It was an homage. Yeah. In Destiny 2, you can do the time warp. Uh, but when you do it, it's called the timely dance. Like it's just, they, don't, they obviously can't call it the time warp. But like you can have a character doing a jump to the left and then a step to the right. Like you can have them doing the moves. Like and just don't call it the time warp. So I don't know what the legal situation is in that, because also 
no one's talking about this whenever they bring this up in those the articles I read about these lawsuits. Both the Floss Dance and the Carlton are both already emotes in Destiny. Yeah. Or Destiny 2. Um, like, and they cost real money to unlock because you have to buy silver to unlock dance moves. And yet nobody cares about that many. <laughs> I'm get, yeah, and it, it's funny because obviously like Fortnite is the hot shit right now. It is like the most played game. It makes sense. It has all the media attention. But like, I just, I mean, I, I don't know what precedent this will set across other games that use modern dance moves as their emote as their emote yeah and so i don't know i just i feel it's a little weird but i mean it's definitely interesting that it's happening so wait a kid with a backpack created that floss dance yeah like he showed up and did it on snl wearing a backpack and so he's called backpack kid that's what most people call him and he did it during a Katy perry musical number it wasn't part of snl well he was part of her dancers like i guess she hired him as a dancer and during one of her numbers like she went to the side and he went into like center of stage and did the dance move and it was like the first time america really saw the oh i think i think he also had like an instagram following possibly so i'm thinking that's yeah but like the first time i'd ever seen it was on snl and so snl is when it finally went mainstream because i don't follow him on instagram i have no intention of ever following him on instagram gives a shit but I see everybody doing that stupid dance that I hate. Well, and it's I think it's because, like, yeah, he had an Instagram following. He went on SNL based on that um, with Katy Perry. And then I think that took it mainstream. Then it made its way into Fortnite. Now all the kids are fucking doing it. I didn't even know it was called the Floss Dance. Yeah. But now I know. Well, it's like also like what that one where you like, uh, what you're, you fist pump your right hand and kick your right foot out. While you do like you bounce on one leg, that one, you know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That one's called the shoot. There are terms for these things. I had no idea because hey, you see the shoot like in everything, like just even just for a minute, just for one little quick little you know that sort of hip hop dance kind of thing. Like I know it's in This Is America, but it's in a bunch of things. And so like, even like watching, uh, see, so you think you can dance? They found an excuse to throw the shoot into like any hip hop number. I'm, I'm watching this kid do it right now, and I'm like, it's. So unimpressive. Well, although it's the the funniest thing is trying to watch anybody over the age of thirty five try to do it, like it's a nightmare. Like this kid looks like he. Looks, I mean, he's cute, but he looks like an alien. Yeah, he also, he also looks bored as hell. But like, it's yeah. actually kind of interesting watching like anyone's parent try to do the the floss because they it just makes it look like they just woke up in a new body and they have no idea how to use it. Yeah, it just shows a very real lack of limb control. Yeah, kids are a little bit more um, limber. Limber, yeah. But yeah, although kids are really bad at it too. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Anymore. I watched um, a bunch of valiant people trying to do it. I'm just like, it's cute when they do it because they're in their cute little sweats and like that's oh, cute. The little, little joggers. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, anyway, I thought it was interesting though that Fortnite just because somebody tells me because it is a giant money maker is the only reason why anyone is bothering it right now with these yeah. lawsuits about dance numbers. Yeah. Whatever. Not our problem. Right. It's their problem. Well, that's cool. Um, but did you hear that Heroes of the Storm is going bye bye? The game isn't, but the esports the esports aspects. presence has been pretty yeah. much curbed forever. It sounds like they're going to keep supporting the game with new heroes. Mm-hmm. And keep supporting the game. But yeah, like, well, all the prize money's gone. The esports element's gone. There's a lot of, of elements they, rest- they announced the retirement of. Do you have more details? 
Uh, nope, that's pretty much it. They just decided to close. Um, it said uh, last month is becoming strikingly clear that Blizzard is beginning to cut costs and prioritize the shipment of more games. Although Blizzard's Heroes of the Storm is one of the smaller titles and managed to generate a somewhat respectable esports following. However, Blizzard has just announced that it will be officially ending um, HOTS, what they call it, esports yeah. involvement, effectively, effectively terminating 200 jobs in the process. It's a bummer. That's a bummer. Well, and of course, also the jobs of the actual the players. players. And yeah. I don't know if that's included, but Well, and that's the thing that I always I always, you know, that's I think that's one of those risks unfortunately you take with esports is that the game that you play may not be a game after a certain point. Yeah. Like, you know. I, I mean, never really thought about that cuz football's always been football, soccer's always been soccer, baseball's always been baseball. So why can't Heroes of the Storm Always be heroes of the storm. Well, it's, but it's also like I mean, at least I feel like Blizzard's pretty good about sort of continuing to support the same game. Because like right now we're going into year what three of Overwatch, right? Yes, and it's still Overwatch. They haven't released Overwatch two. Nope, it's just Overwatch, and that's actually great. That's a really smart move on their part to keep one game that you sort of keep rebalancing, introduce new characters, but you keep balancing it, keep refining it, keep it viable. For esports, um, you know, because that was like a, the big issue that a lot of people have with Destiny to Destiny Two is like a lot of your progress got dumped, so you had to kind of start over. Not that Destiny was a competitive game, like in that same way, but like that's why you don't really see Call of Duty really be done as an esport all that often. Um, I mean, there is some esports presence for it, but, but same like, with like Street Fighter. There's but, always a new, but every year there's a new Call of Duty. There's a new Street Fighter every probably like what. Four years. Four years, yeah. Um, and even, like, what, with Halo, like, all the Halos that were coming out, still the one that was the most prominent in esports was Halo 2. Like, yeah. even when we were on to, like, way further in Halo, I still was seeing, I was still seeing, like, competitive stuff for Halo 2. Because yeah. that was the one that people really tended to, you know, embrace as, like, the, the esport one. You know what, Rob? Fair enough. But yeah, yes. no, that is a bummer, though, about, about Heroes of the Storm going away although it's like the heroes of the storm <laughs> the uh the moba scene is really it's it's an interesting animal because like i don't fully understand mobas but like league of legends and dota 2 are like you know the two big guys paragon was there for a minute but even then epic jettisoned paragon to put all their efforts into fortnite yeah and so like the moba thing it seems like there's been a few contenders that have really shown to have legs and there's a lot that have tried and it, the one like the one thing that i guess and i'm glad that heroes of the storm still exists um even without the esports element because it sounds like heroes of the storm is a really great entry point into that type of game in that it uses familiar characters it makes and like blizzard is honestly amazing at explaining their games for a new for a newbie to enjoy and then you can go super deep. Like, you can really get into the meta, and you can go, like, super hard. Um, but they're very good at making the game approachable. Like, they made trading card games, like Hearthstone, actually approachable to someone like me. Because those never had appealed to me before. And I actually put, like, a lot of time into Hearthstone. Just because Blizzard <laughs> found a way to make me actually understand it. Yeah. You know? And, like, now, technically, I could go play magic the gathering and any other sort of card game because i actually have a greater understanding of how they work because hearthstone made it make sense to me 
And so I feel like if I played Heroes of the Storm, I could probably go play League of Legends, and I could probably go play Dota 2, and have a greater appreciation and understanding for the systems in those games and how they work. Yeah. Because if you just walk into a League of Legends game, good luck to you. You know? Like, you're going to be completely lost. So, that's a bummer, though, about the esports stuff going away. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's a gamble you got to take. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I only have two other bits of news, so I don't have a lot um, today. Yeah, I only have one or two also. All right. Well, um, fast little sales stats, kind of interesting. The Switch, it looks like, is the fastest selling console this generation in America. I would 100% believe that. Yeah, it's moved uh, at this point compared to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. It is selling faster, like if you compare it to this section, that area of their life cycles. So within the first 18 months or year and a half of uh, the Switch being available, they've moved 8.7 million units. They made a lot of money. Yulp. And to further go into that whole like fastest selling kind of stuff, Smash Brothers has now become the fastest selling Switch title ever. Uh, it moved 3 million units in 11 days. Damn. And I like Smash Brothers. It's not one of my favorite games. But it's crazy. If you look at that number, though, they've sold as many copies of Smash as a third of their install base in America. Like yeah. 33% of their player, of their system owners have a copy of Smash. The only time I'd ever play Smash Brothers is with a group of friends. I wouldn't play it solamente. I'm really enjoying playing it alone just for the sake of unlocking characters. Yeah. But then I'm looking forward to, like, party time once I actually have everybody's favorite character unlocked. Because there's nothing worse than being like, oh, yeah, my main is, you know, Simon Belmont. And I was like, yeah, I don't have him. Yeah. But you will one day. I will. Yes. It will happen. It will. Right now, though, oh, I just unlocked Little Mac since we last spoke. Oh, yeah. He's so cute. he's so cute. And and he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I unlocked him with um, my friends back home. So cool. But um, since I was back home when we got the game, they've already unlocked all the characters. Jesus. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Crazy. I love it. The shit's so crazy. I have something to look forward to when I get back. Yeah. So what, yeah. You, what you got next? Um, well, if anybody's looking for some last-minute gift ideas, um, apparently the best headphone set to wear for gamers is the Arctis Pro. Hmm. Do you know it? No. Um, Gaming headsets are very much not my lane. They're not the way I play. Yeah, me neither. But, you know, somebody's a gamer and that's what we do. Oh, no, not, to, not at all to, to belittle any of those that do rely on headphones. Yeah. Like it, a lot of people have families and stuff. Luckily, Todd's cool with me blasting it in surround sound. Yeah, but like, I don't wear headphones either, but I know a lot of people who do. Well, so my my godson actually was um, wants a good like gaming headset for Christmas, and he was like, "Well, I don't really know which one I need." I was gonna ask, like he told his mom, he's like, "I was gonna ask Rob for advice," and I was like, "Of all the people to ask, I'm not the guy. Well, I'm sorry." He I needs wish to was. listen to the podcast, right? He's listening. It is the Arctis Pro. So how much is that? And it retails for one sixty. It's not too bad, except. On Amazon, it says 201. I wonder if that's the thing where they're sold out of it and those are only third-party sellers. Oh, very. Yeah, probably. Because if you Sorry, n- n- quick little sidebar. If you look up Katamari Damashi Reroll, which is the HD version for the Switch of uh-huh. Katamari yes. on Amazon, yes. uh, it sells for $79.99. Uh, Expensive. Fun fact, that game digitally, I think, is $29.99. And the cart version is $29.99 exclusive to GameStop. So 100% of the copies you see on Amazon are resold at almost three times the cost. Hmm. So. Very cool. Definitely shop around. Yes. 
I agree. So 160, oh, you say? Yeah, and it says if you're a multi-platform player with either multiple consoles or a gaming PC in addition to your PS4, you'll be able to enjoy the Arctis Pro on all of these systems. That's so good. super compatible. Because like, that was an issue when I worked at GameStop, that everything was fucking console-specific. Yeah. And But yeah, I mean, as somebody who has a lot, all the platforms, like you kind of want one headset you can use across everything. Yeah. That's exactly. really great. So, I like that. Yeah. There are a couple other ones that are also cross-compatible um, as well. Um, I but be- you said the Arctis is the best, though. But that's the best one, so you might as well just get that one. Yeah. Why get anything else? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's what they say. I haven't actually tried it, but yeah. if you want to get me one, that's what I the, will try it out for you. That's what the article <laughs> says. And why would an article lie to a person? Ever. Right? Ever. So, yeah. Well, um, my last little bit of news, um, I just read this and it's funny. Like, it takes up like four lines on my little notebook just because it's a lot of names. Um, did you hear at all about the casting for the Dark Crystal Netflix show? No, but I did see some of the stills, and it looks adorable. It looks super cool. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Dark Crystal. Yeah, me too. Um, So the, the name of the Netflix show is uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Okay. And um, they announced today a lot of the cast. Okay. And is it quite a cast? Uh, if you don't know is who somebody good is, or bad? it's great. Okay. If you don't know who somebody is, let me know, and I'll I'll rattle off all the movies I can name of name that they were in. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, first person on the list is Taron Egerton. Who? Uh, Eggs from uh Kingdom uh from Kingsman. He also plays Elton John in Rocket Man. Um, he was in Eddie the Eagle. He was in that new Robin Hood movie. He's the lead guy in Kingsman. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Was he in the King's Speech? No. No. That's Colin Firth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy. She was in Glass, or she is in Glass. She was in Split. She was in The Witch. Did you see The Witch? Is she the Witch? She's the lead girl in The Witch. Oh, the one they think is yeah, uh, uh-huh. her. Okay. Um. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not going to know any of these people. Natalie Emmanuel. She's uh the sort of like handmaiden to Daenerys. In oh yeah yeah uh-huh. very yes. beautiful yes. little fro yes. going on yes Natalie Dormer Marjorie Tyrell from Game of Thrones love her uh, Eddie Izzard love him uh, Alicia Vikander love her Helena Bonham Carter love her Andy Samberg I uh, don't love him Jason Isaacs L- Lucius Malfoy okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you probably never heard of this guy. Uh, I'll see if I can say his name right. Mark. So everybody's British. Mark H- Hamill. H- Hamill. Except, except him. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Uh, also, the Joker. Yeah, Mark Strong is in it too. Okay. Uh, he is Moriarty in the. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. The uh-huh. Sherlock Holmes movies. He's also in Kingsman. Okay. Um, Keegan Michael Key. Okay. He's half of Key and Peele. I don't watch that, but yes, okay. Okay. The um, Vice thing? Huh? Is it a Vice show? No. Oh. Uh, Key and Peele was Comedy Central. Oh. Um, he's the half that did not write and direct Get Out. Gotcha. <laughs> That's Jordan Peele. Um, Simon Pegg. Yes. And many more. But, like, that's a pretty fucking cool cast. Yes. So far. 
There were Interesting. many more. How, is it a movie or is it a, I think it's a series. series? I believe it's a series. Oh. Right. Um, and yeah, and like I want to say in the article I read, it lists which of those are Gelflings and which of them are Skeksis and Mystics. Ooh. And I want to say that Samberg, I think, is a Skeksy. Jason Isaacs, I believe, is like I want to say pretty much from Andy Samberg on. So Andy Samberg, Jason Isaacs, Mark Hamill, Keegan Michael Key, Simon Pegg. Um, I think all of them are either. Mark Hamill is definitely a Skeksy. Yeah, I think they're, they're they're like all of those are both Skeksis and Mystics. I think they're all lumped together. But meanwhile, I think like Tara Negerton, Anya Taylor Joy, Natalie Emanuel, um, I think Natalie Dormer are all um Gelflings. And they did announce who the voice of Agra is, uh, but I'm not familiar with that actress. I think she's just a Agra. I think she's just a voice actress. The conjunction of this was the 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 great great conjunction. conjunction. (laughs) When when she squats and she just goes, (laughs) don't know. I don't know. I love Agra. I miss Fizzgig. Oh, Fizzgig. Fizzgig. He's got it. There's got has to be maybe not Fizzgig specifically, Fizzgig. but there has to be another. I'm like, sure we'll see a whole of bunch of Fizzgigs. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, that was like my last little bit of news. But I was just so excited because I love I the Dark love Crystal that news, and that is really promising. I saw Lord Post-cast. Chamberlain in person. Chamberlain, mm-hmm. I hate your whimper. As we as this podcast just devolves into Dark Crystal, quotes. we could do that all night. Oh yeah. Um. My last bit oh of information is um Thronebreaker, The Witcher oh, is now on PS4. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. Apparently they're having some issues that I'm not sure what's wrong with it, but I know there's they're gonna patch it soon, whatever it is. And because they want it to run as well as the PC one runs. Mm. And that's all is all I heard from the conversation, but so they're having some running issues apparently. But whatever. Because, yeah, that was, happen. that was a very fun conversation that we had, like, late at night a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just funny. I'm actually pulling up because it was just really funny to me. Where, like, what I just said, I was like, are you going to play Thronebreaker? And Satine's response was, I don't have a PC. How dare you? How dare you? And I was like, it's on PS4. To which you responded, huh? <laughs> and my response was a picture of my TV of the PlayStation Store with the Thronebreaker icon. And then you sent me three... Four things in a row that said OMG. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't purchased it yet because I'm going to wait till after Christmas just yeah. in case. Mike is on PSN cards. Yeah, exactly. And it's only like $30. Yeah, I think it was 29. like 20, 20 or 30 Yeah, $29. Um, so. But yeah, like I was super excited to see that on the store. I was like, wait a minute, because I put it together on the podcast. You were listening to like the soundtrack because you felt you couldn't play it. Yeah. And I was like, but you can but you can. Blanche, you but can. You are, Blanche, you are in the chair. But yeah, Satine, you have the power to play Thronebreaker. Yes, I do. And I will. So I was really excited to see that. And I was just like, I have to tell Satine right now. Yeah, I want it. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, is it time for the crush? Crush of the week. Crush. <laughs> yes, it is. Go for it. All right. Uh, mine is um, Captain Olimar from Pikmin. Mm-hmm. He's you know kind of odd looking. Yeah. Bald. Yeah. Kind of a weirdo. Um, but he has a dingleberry on his head. 
that's I mean, kind of. Um, <laughs> I I appreciate his drive and desire for teamwork. Okay, I like that. He works well with the team, and I I'm starting to admire him more in Smash Brothers because every time I fight against him, uh, he wins by straight up confusion. There's just so much shit happening on screen around him because he's throwing Pikmin. It just yes. becomes a whole thing, and so I realized like, and I really like. Even when Pikmin games stress me out due to, like, time limits and stuff, mm-hmm. they're just so appealing. And I, I enjoy every moment that I spend with Captain Olimar. Now, do you think Captain Olimar has a bean feast for all the Pikmin? <laughs> he should. He definitely puts them in danger and uses them. So I think mm-hmm. he should definitely have a bean fest for them. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, so yeah, so Captain Olimar, kind of a weird one, but, like... uh you know, until I start playing some games with some sexier protagonists, this is kind of what we're going to have to deal with. Yeah. How's about you? Well, <laughs> mine is Dirk the Daring. Oh! From Dragon's Lair. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's a great one. He has a, he has a really strong chin. He's a very... He's kind of like as if a nerd decided to become a knight. Yeah, he's he's weird. He's oddly beefy for being such a dweeb. He's beefy. Yeah, he's super skinny. Yeah, but he's and but he's gangly. very but he's yeah, he's very tall. Yeah. But like he has the face though of like a he, no, he has the face of what? Um, you've seen that this... moon from McDonald's. No, not uh. Mac tonight. <laughs> um, uh have you seen the um Disney Sword in the Stone? Of course. Okay, good. Um, K. Oh, yes, K. Yeah, Wart's brother-ish yeah. type guy. His, um, like, stepbrother. Yeah, K. He has the same face as K, more or less, but a little less Neanderthal. But he has that same sort of, like, yeah. meathead face, but he doesn't... K always has that, like, you know. squintiness. Wait, he has an underbite also. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, he reminds me a little bit of K, but obviously a much more, like, nerdy, Cuter. endearing... yes type character oh, dark the daring that's a good one thank you and thank you for not saying daphne i can't stand her <laughs> she's pretty yeah but she her animation like, is gorge Ooh, like all she does is make noises like that Ooh, well, ah the key over there like the she's over there she's super like just so like she's like a weird showgirl yeah she's like a weird old man doing young lady drag it's really <laughs> strange she's the birdcage she uh, is the birdcage she cage. is nathan lane <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a good crush i like that one yeah thank you curious did you ever play Oh, in the arcade, and I always died. Um, well, I'm not skilled enough. <laughs> did you ever play the Dragon's Lair 8-bit Nintendo game? I feel like I did, and it was quite a disappointment. Oh, it's terrible. It's a side-scroller. It is, and he yeah. moves super rigid. And like they took a lot of the same sort of elements of the Laserdisc in that like you have to be in the very precise place at the right time. But now there's also like this Twitch gaming skill where you have to avoid shit, and it honestly plays like straight up garbage but like it also looks better than like any nintendo yeah. game has ever looked yeah so it's a really frustrating thing because i wanted to love it and i fucking hated it i must have rented that from blockbuster like five times thinking like okay this time i'll get it nope never got it i remember playing it and not getting very far and just kind of like shelved it and that was it yeah i got in like level two where you're in like the dungeons where there are people grabbing at you through bars yes never cleared that no yeah because the first scene with the bridge is nearly impossible yeah 
Yeah, no, that it. But even regular Dragon's Lair, the hand-drawn, gorgeous when you play yeah, the, the laser arcade, one. Yeah, it was fucking difficult. Well, the nice thing about Dragon's Lair, if you actually want to experience it now, on PS4, on your phone, on your iPad, I just watch it on um, YouTube. Well, the best thing is there's a way when you fire up the game, like you can make it so it'll give you a hint about what button to press, which way it'll like light up. Nice. But also there's a way where you can actually just say like, play it. And he'll just play the game. Oh, cool. So you just watch it like the as a cartoon. movie. Yes, yeah, so you can watch that and Time Warp both as you know, Dragon Slayer 2, Time yeah. Warp. You can watch them just both as movies, which Time Warp as a movie makes little to no sense. Yeah. Same with the um, Legend of Zelda Sega CD. Oh, not Sega CD. Uh, the CDI. CDI. Thank you. Yeah. That's awful. Also, the, so bad. the Legend of Zelda TV show. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, I had the biggest crush on him though. He, and he, when he's in his underwear doing the pillow fight. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah, I need to watch that scene. I have those on DVD. Super hot. He is hot. <laughs> I don't know. He needs a new catchphrase. Yeah, even but I like Zelda too because she didn't look like a princess. She looked like an archer elf. Oh, because she she had like the boots on and she wasn't in that dress. I like when they make her more badass and practical. Like yeah. I mean, I loved her in uh, Wind Waker where she was a pirate. Yeah, like I, I her even the fact that she can turn into Sheik is actually pretty cool, and it gives her an edge that she lacked before. Yeah, so she's always cool, but now she's cooler, right? So, so yeah. Anywho, uh, well, God, is that our last? podcast before christmas yeah uh hopefully not before the end of the year but Which, I mean, you never know well i think if we do one for not to this is gonna be boring for people listening but i feel like with christmas being on a tuesday if we do another podcast before the new year it would probably it could it, happen it could happen but it might be not nor on a normal release day yeah but I'm okay with kind of breaking it just so we can get another one in before the end of the year. We can have our, our year-end wrap-up. I don't know yeah. what we would talk about, but we'll we'll wrap something up. And if not, we'll see you in January. Yes. But if we do, it'll be a bonus. Yeah. You know our um, two-year anniversary is February 1st. What? Two years of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> two years of us rambling into microphones, staring at each other the whole time, unbroken eye contact for hours at a time. We've spent a lot of time together in the last two years. We have. I'm so sorry you've had to listen to me ramble this long. No, I love it. You can ramble all you want. And oh, I'll be here to listen. You. Oh, you. Um, but yeah, it is. It, it's yeah. It's that time of year to be nice. That's when be nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like starting <laughs> next year, all bets are off. Yeah. Like we're both gonna be awful to each other. Yeah. But yeah. we'll get over it. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, but you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram, Twitter, and Satine on Twitch. Do it now while she's still nice for the rest of the yes, year. Yes, and I want your subs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to get back in and sub. I don't think I've opened Twitch at all this sub time. Sub me. Sub um, me. Sub me. <laughs> and uh, you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at Bitdiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can write us an email communication at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We try to have new episodes every Wednesday. Seriously, holidays will fuck us up, but we do our best. Yes. So and uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and also subscribe via Spotify. Well... 
Twas the night before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it ends exactly as it began. Um, but no, thank you for listening. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And we super appreciate all of you, like we said yeah. last time. And it's very true. And thanks for sticking with us and loving us. Because we love you. Yeah. And... Chowsies. Bye-bye. And to all a good night. And... Oh. Uh, God, Rob. That's how you're supposed to end that. Oh, my goodness. And to all a good night. There you go. Bye. Bye.